Hey, Spotify, real quick, before we get started, please make sure to follow us right here on Spotify. You might have to click my name, Bob Enyart, to see the follow button. Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. And in studio, is this your 10th time in studio, Brian? It may be. I, I lost count Brian five or six. Brian Yurt Jr. That's me. I've asked my nephew to join us because we're going to miss you and your family. These guys live in Puerto Rico half the year. Island living. It's that, fantastic. It is great, right? Yeah. And you guys did this, and we have other friends, too, from Denver Bible Church who do this because you get a great tax deal. Yeah, it's called Act 20. You can look into it. Act 20. And so you guys pay this dramatically reduced federal income tax by doing this, and you love it, and your kids love it, and the beach and the whole thing. And we go snorkeling and teach the kids how to swim. Yeah, it's So fantastic. we're going to miss you guys. You know, we do have a lot of successful families at Denver Bible Church. Yeah, it, de- it definitely seems to be the case that there's a, a disproportionate amount of the uh, successful people in the country yeah. come from Bob and Yurt Live in Denver Bible Church. <laughs> You're so funny. You know, we do seminars, and people have said this for 30 years. It's stunning the kinds of people who are involved in this program and promoting a biblical worldview. And, I think... And- Folks yeah. who have worked here, too, have gone on to succeed that's amazingly been, that, well. That, that's a, a secret that people, we, we try to tell people that if you want to be successful, go uh, work for free for Bob and Yard Live <laughs> for like a year, uh-huh. and what you learn there, you will take on to become well, successful. It, it's funny that it has happened. Anyway, we're going to miss you guys, and so thank you for coming in studio. There are two things we want to talk about. One maybe briefly, is a quote that's circulated on the internet for years about the moon and the difficulty of astronomers to explain how the moon got where it is. And so one famous astronomer is said to have said that the moon is observational error. It doesn't exist. So let's talk about that. And also a very well-known Christian news outlet, Pulpit and Pen, run by Jordan Hall, Jordan also runs the Montana Daily Gazette, and they put out a public notice of intent to defy the Supreme Court in hiring decisions regarding sexual orientation and the trannies and all that. Yes, I can't wait to talk about that. That's going to be interesting. So our two topics. So to start with the quote, can you read the quote that is always attributed to this professor Erwin Shapiro about the origin of the moon. Yeah, Dr. Shapiro's quote reads, the best possible explanation for the moon is observational error. The moon does not exist. Now that's a really funny quote. And there are other similar ones like it. In fact, another famous NASA scientist, a lunar moon rock scientist, one of their experts, Dr. Robin Brett, in fact, he passed away last year, He's quoted as saying, it seems much easier 
to explain the non-existence of the moon than its existence. And when you quote them on these, they say you're taking them out of context. Yeah, right? they do. Now, the quote that you read from Erwin Shapiro, yes. he's a Harvard astronomy professor. His quote was never attributed. It has his name with it, but like, where does it come from? And so we contacted Professor Shapiro and he responded very graciously. We told him that, you know, we'd like to help get it corrected if, in fact, he didn't say this. And so he emailed us here at Real Science Radio just yesterday and said, the quote is correct. Now, there's an extended quote that he says is not him. But the part you read, Brian, maybe you could say that again. He said that quote is from him. It was when he was teaching a planetary physics course at MIT. The the quote again reads, the best possible explanation for the moon is observational error. The moon does not exist. Yes. And he, of course, he's a mainstream astronomer. He wants to put his field in the best possible light. So he says, well, now we have really good arguments and evidence that we know now how the moon originated. And really, it seems like every six months, there's a new major discovery that throws a huge monkey wrench into the current belief. You know what the the primary theories that have been proposed of how the moon originated sure. naturalistically? Yeah. What, what do you think? I'm generally are? familiar. The first is that uh, something hit the Earth and then broke a part of the Earth off to form the moon. Okay, and that's more recent. That's very popular. That's the planetary impact right. model. Okay, something like Mars. Impact. Okay, and the other I'm familiar with is that the Earth captured the cat. Is it called the capture theory? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Right, that the Moon was just floating around in the, through the solar system, and we captured it. Now, with both of those theories, impact, capture, you've got a problem in that the moon's orbit is wonderfully circular. It has very low eccentricity, and if it had a dramatic extreme eccentricity, it would really mess up the Earth. I mean, we can have tidal waves covering the continents wow. twice a day. And it has a perfect spherical, you know, circular Nearly rotation? perfectly nearly. circular. It's elliptical, but very slightly. I struggle to just imagine the moon just kind of floating around space. Well, I don't know much about well, physics. But... Well, sure. We Fred Williams and I do our list of problems with solar system formation. Such a fun show. And they have the hardest time just explaining how you'd get a little rock in space, well, has, let alone. Have we, ever, have we ever observed a moon floating around in space? Just well, randomly? just like randomly careening Like, hey, its there's way a moon through. over there. Well, yeah, you know, like Pluto and Sharon. They're, sure. They're, they're, in their, they're in a nice orbit, although quite a few degrees off the ecliptic. And then there are TNOs way out past Neptune, past Pluto, but um, not just merrily working their way through <laughs> the inner solar system, not really. All right. So that is funny that you say that. All right, so for the other two, wasn't one of them something about a twin? Something? Yeah, like when the Earth formed, we had this twin planet forming, but like a stunted growth twin, and it became the moon. Okay. And then there's another one that there was the Earth fissioned, like it split apart as it's forming it's spinning and the moon just flew out of the earth so there are such severe problems with all of these naturalistic theories and brian it's just this summer 
they discovered yet again a problem with metals on the moon. And the scientists who make these discoveries are saying, you know, this does give us a difficulty with our explanation of how the moon formed, like all the water in lunar rock. There's so much water. And if there was this collision, all that water should have dissipated into space and not able to be captured in the crust of the moon, for example. Okay. So problems everywhere. But we wanted to get to this public notice to defy the Supreme Court. So anything else on the moon you think Fred Williams and I should do a whole show on this topic? Oh, definitely. I'd love to hear that. But Real I, Science I, Radio? I'm curious. Are you saying he would retract this this quote now and say no? Oh, no, it's no, he he said uh, he said that is my quote. Right. Well, I don't mean that he would deny having said it, but now he would disagree with this quote. Well, he said that when he said it, the context was he was saying fifty years ago, we wouldn't have been able to explain how the moon was made. But I think Professor Shapiro is a bit exaggerating okay. the 50 years ago. You don't have to go into the mid-1990s to find enormous problems that are being constantly discovered with the planetary impact model. In fact, these guys are planetary catastrophists. They think every time you turn around, there were planets crashing into each other in the solar system. Brian, we have a whole list at rsr.org slash solar system, a whole list of all the planetary catastrophes that the secular astronomers say must have happened to explain Venus, to explain Mars, to explain Mercury. So to explain not only are there moons kind of floating through space just haphazardly. The planets are all... The pla there's planets just floating yeah. everywhere. And the asteroid belt was a planet that exploded. Really hard to get a planet to So explode. how many floating planets are they tracking right now that are just kind of floating through space? Yeah, none. Is it 20, 30? None, actually. Oh, none? Yeah. There isn't one? Yeah. Oh. And so, but they had all these planets colliding in order to explain, like, the surface of a moon of Jupiter and so on. So another thing that we don't observe, but that they say must have happened. Yeah, and to deny one catastrophe on Earth, they claim a dozen catastrophes on a planetary scale in the solar system, when all they'd have to do is recognize one, the global flood on Earth, and it explains all their desperate need to have all these catastrophes. That's where the a priori commitment to naturalism. That's, yes. That's where that comes from. Perfectly so. said. Yes. Okay. So the Montana Daily Gazette, you have a copy of this? I do. Okay. This is incredible. Yeah. I, I love this guy. Jordan Hall runs the Montana Daily Gazette. He's, he's from Montana, and he became famous. He's had these Christian news outlet sites for many years. And he really broke the biggest story of his career, at least at that point. It went around the world, The Boy Who Didn't Go to Heaven. You remember that famous book and movie bestseller, Millions of Copies? Of course I do. The Boy Who Went to Heaven. Yes. And it was a father telling a story about his son who's quadriplegic. And the son gets old enough, and he's a fan of Pulpit and Pen, which is run by Jordan Hall. And he contacts Jordan, and he says... My dad made this stuff up. This yes. is not true. Can you believe that? So Jordan Hall broke the story. And, and yeah, our church, Denver Bible Church, how would we teach? Would we teach that it's plausible 
that a dad has an accurate, true story? What, what do you think from Denver Bible Church? Yeah, I think as I think anyone who saw that movie or caught wind of the book or the story just put it in the in the fake news category. Anybody from Denver Bible Church, yeah, yeah. from our circles. and Bob and you're at live because you could recognize when something is not biblical, it's it's fake. But Christians are desperate for that kind of superficial fake news, and they don't really care if it's fake or not. And people like to tell stories because it draws attention to them. Yeah. Especially so the, kids do. And if a dad is yeah. telling a story about a kid and it's going to draw attention to the kid, the kid will enjoy it. Yeah. So Jordan Hall, with this kid, now an adult, did The Boy Who Didn't Go to Heaven. Oh, I haven't heard about that. And yeah, that very well received in many quarters. And I don't recall the details, but I think the publisher, one of the largest Christian publishers, withdrew the title, I, I think. But... If we interview Jordan Hall, we'll ask him about the details. But a week ago, the Supreme Court, in this perverse ruling, Bostock versus Clayton County, they ruled that you cannot discriminate, you know, trannies, the whole bit, homosexuals, whatever. You have to accept it all, and the government has to interpret the law as though a guy who says he's really a lesbian trapped in a man's body and whatever that you have to treat him the way you would treat any other male or female. And I hear a lot of argument and dissension over how that applies to the actual amendment. They're saying that the Civil Rights Act now applies to trannies. Yes. So, and every flavor and variety and version of 64 and, genders. And this is with our Republican Supreme Court? Well, yeah. And even Republican Chief Justice John Roberts? Right. He, he sided, sided with the liberals. Yeah. With this opinion, we like to refer to them as opinions instead of orders. Well, it's good to call things what they are. Yeah. Opinions. So, and when George W. Bush nominated him back in 2005, Leslie Hanks and I put out a press release warning Christian leaders, focus on the family, James Dobbs and National Right to Life, that he is the enemy. And we have that press release. It's still on our website, kgov.com. Just go back to June, you'll see it, or John Roberts, kgov.com slash John Roberts. So let's go through this public notice from the Montana Daily Gazette when they say they're, they're letting everyone know they will defy the Supreme Court ruling in their hiring decisions, that's awesome. I love it. Can I go on legal Zoom and, and have them make me up a public notice of intent to defy Supreme Court ruling? That's a very good question. That should be <laughs> a standardized like $15? form. $15? Ryan, if you create that form, we'll at least put it on KGO. So I people, will. People could Google. And you could download template, it for $15. Template public notice of intent to defy. I love it. That is That is great. You know, last night, the gals of Denver Bible Church had their monthly fellowship, and they decided usually they do a Bible study on some topic. Randomly, they took a Bob and Yurt Live televised classic video from almost 30 years ago. Video Fruitcake. Is that the one That's they That's what used? they watched. Okay, I didn't know that. My, yeah, my wife was there. Okay. And they showed the, part of that video and were laughing, and I got a report of it, too. And they said that. The things we were saying 30 years ago, not only have they not changed, but the things that we said were coming have all come to pass. Yes. And that's tragic. Yeah, it's easy to make predictions when you have a realistic, 
truthful, logical worldview. Yeah, a biblical, biblical Christian worldview. worldview. Should have thrown that in there. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. So anyway, tragically, here's this ruling, Bostock versus Clayton County, by the Supreme Court, where they expanded the definition from the Civil Rights Act of sex, which meant male and female, to now include sexual orientation, gender identity, the whole thing. You know, a friend from British Columbia just sent me a link to a an online discussion from some public school employees up there in Canada. And they said from their school, nine of the females transitioning to boys, nine. Yeah, okay. From before the lockdown, they keep in touch with them weekly. Eight of them have said they've stopped transitioning or a couple or three of them said they're thinking of stopping transitioning. And they, they let them stop? Well... I would think they'll force them. Yeah, right. You would think I mean, that. They, right. How? They don't They don't tell the parents. The parents... They, don't they want the kids to be on drugs without the parents. They order the parents. That happened up there, too, in Abbotsford, British Columbia. The father can have no say. Now, he thankfully has won some authority back in that case that we talked about on this show maybe half a year ago. But you're right. They want the kids. They'll take the kids during school hours to get an abortion at Planned Parenthood. They want the kids taking drugs that are dangerous, lifelong risks. And it turns out without the peer pressure and without the teachers telling these girls, you should be a boy, a lot of them are saying, you know what? That's not me. Yeah, and then for people, of course, right? for people with gender dysphoria, I, when somebody goes through transitioning and get, gets on those medications or even has the surgery, when they later regret that, the I mean, doesn't the media and everyone, they're trying to silence these people? Oh, exactly. Because this is who you are. You figured out who you are. Right. So you can't now say Once, that you regret it. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they become the enemy of the left. Forget about, you You know, you get to identify yourself who you are. No way. You are the enemy if you realize that you really were a boy all along. Then they hate you. And when you have a, a child and they say, oh, it's a little boy, and they say, oh, I'm a girl. I mean, the parents are supposed to say, no, silly, you're a boy. Right. And then they say, oh. But now it's, now it's, it's like, oh, he's oh, a girl. He's a, you're Let's a girl. go get him new I clothes didn't realize. new toys. Let's schedule your And all the attention the kids get. It's child abuse, of course, Well, yeah. to lead a boy down a path of pretending like, acting like he's a girl, and for girls to be boys. And, and this is child happening abuse. because the left... They want to appear to be the inclusive group who is including anyone who wants yeah. to, you know, with open arms. But, oh, inclusive, but and, not and, for Christians, not for conservatives, not for Republicans, not, not for Trump. Not for, not for a, a tranny who says, hey, I regret being a tranny. Yeah, right. They, not they, for them. So this whole cancel culture. Pretty much everything they advocate as their core principles, they're all lies. They always have been lies. Like free speech, tolerance, diversity. It's all a lie. It's always been a lie. We've always exposed it as a lie. So we have this guy from the Montana Daily Gazette letting them know I'm not going to hire people who who say, who are men, who say they're women, who dress like women. Right. Because that'll destroy my business. Exactly. So John Roberts 
And, you know, even the justices, the Republicans who dissented, they didn't dissent for principled reasons like this whole thing is wrong and it's destroying a million young people. They dissent for procedural reasons. You didn't do it the right way. You have to pass the laws the right way. The Supreme Court can't force this on the states. The states have to adopt this themselves. So Christians, and it's been focused on the family, National Right to Life, all the Christian conservative groups have been delusional. Whenever there is a dissent, they pretend the dissent is affirming a pro-family worldview. Because they don't read the dissent. They don't read it or they don't want to read it. And we do read these dissents, as we've done this summer, we've been doing for decades, and like going back to Clarence Thomas with Lawrence v. Texas, when James Dobson said, Clarence Thomas, he didn't give in to the homosexual agenda, you know, he voted to uphold Texas anti-sodomy laws, focus on the family, it's like they were smoking weed before it became popular, (laughs) because Clarence Thomas said, look, these anti-homosexual laws, they're disgusting, but we need to abolish them the right way. We need the legislatures to abolish them. It's just like how James Dobson, when they when they made the partial birth abortion ban, yeah. how he called it a a great a ruling, victory, a victory, wonderful. Why don't you read it? It was horrifically evil. It it, t- it was an instruction manual on how to maybe kill the baby in a different way. Yeah, in multiple different ways, how to kill the same late-term baby. Here, kill the baby this way, this way, or this way, says the U.S. Supreme Court and James Dobson and almost the entire conservative Christian right and all our pro-life politicians, George W. Bush, the whole bunch of them, they all either lied or were utterly ignorant, malfeasance, to be so irresponsible to take the most pro-abortion ruling in the history of the Supreme Court. I mean, they said, here's how you can kill the baby. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this, and you could even do a partial birth abortion depending on the circumstances. They even tried to, they recommended kill the baby in a way that's less shocking so yeah. that the public's opinion the might PR. be better. Yeah, Improve the PR for Planned Parenthood well, and this, the abortion industry. And this seems like it's actually a problem in general with, I don't know if I want to generalize and say the right, but people don't tend to want the information. They want to follow their political ideals. Right. They want to live in their bubble yeah. of, hey, I do my work every day and I come home. That just brings me back to what Jordan Hall is doing. And maybe these are loosely connected in my head, but mm-hmm. the idea that an, another thing that we're doing wrong, like the first like that I was just saying is that we're not educating ourselves and reading these rulings and knowing what they actually say and knowing what's actually happening. But we're also going along with whatever the left wants us to do, to me, is how it seems. Yeah, because it just takes us 10 years longer to get to that point. So what all our conservative Christians are supporting, all of them, like socialist health care. For example, Donald Trump saying, we're always going to cover pre-existing conditions. I mean, that not only does it border on insanity, it's like telling Geico and Allstate, you have to insure people after they get in an accident. Well, that's insane. Even if they didn't have. But I'm thinking more like. socialism. I'm thinking about Masterpiece, Masterpiece Cake Shop, how they yeah. legislate like you have to serve a homosexual guest and make him whatever he wants. Right. If he wants some Promote his perversion. Thing. Yeah. Normalize and, it. And so you have people who stand up to that, but the majority does not. 
Right. The majority says, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to deal with the confrontation. Yes. I don't want to risk my financial yes. status and, being hurt. And our Christian leaders, 10 years after the left is advocating that, that's when they start advocating. Yes. So, so our Christian leaders and, advocate it. Yes. And I feel like we're losing our voice. And this was so encouraging to me because it seems like, you know, there's so many people who will just go along with it. Because they don't want to risk. I guess at this point we're in a position where you you're kind of in in trouble. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Either you follow it, and now you're stuck with these people who are going to alienate your clients because yes. people don't want to interrupt with right. interact with them. Or you do what what he's doing at the Montana Daily Gazette, and you say no, we're not going to follow it. And then you might have just as much trouble there. And it feels like it might be a little bit more comfortable in this case. To, to defy it and not have to have to deal with hiring transsexuals and working with them. Oh, yeah. And, Utterly insane. Yes. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if you go to a restaurant and, and your waiter is like a big hairy man in a dress? Like, that will make me oh, sick. Oh, I, yeah, you can. I will not yeah. go back no. to that restaurant. No, no, I, I would leave. And, and you might In hate... fact, I've done that. Village <laughs> Inn, McDonald's. Yeah, I was at uh, a, a drive-thru you know the I'm other just, day. I'm just not hungry anymore. And it was literally a tranny who handed me my food, and I just threw the food in the trash. I'm like, you I did? can't eat this now. Literally? I did literally. Good for you. Just down the street. I thought I was Kipling. the only one who did that kind of thing. Well... It actually made me sick. So if I'm now nauseous, now you yeah. might hate. I don't know what you'll think about me pointing this out. Like I, I do feel bad for people that they think this is who they are. Well, and I think yeah, at some extent they're manipulated, well, right? Right by the left. At some extent, by these, there's an entire spectrum of responsibility and guilt. The parents, you know, the parents who taught the kid yeah. that yeah, you are a girl. But I, yes, of course that's true. To whom much is given, much is required. So when people are younger when they're being manipulated by their parents and their teachers, their peer groups, and so on. But the buck has to stop somewhere, and really everyone has plenty of truth that God put within them in their conscience. Of course. And revealed through the scriptures and as leaks out of the church here and there almost by accident, and, you know, the truth. And we're only hurting them by making them think it's okay. You know, if you, yes. I, I almost feel like I should have said something to him when he handed me that food. Yeah. They don't even want us to say him. They want us to have to say, yeah. thanks, man. Oh, and they'll fine you $1,000 in New York City if you, if you misgender. You know, when there's a guy who says he's a girl, I don't call her she or her. I'm not like Jordan Peterson. I'm not like any of those wimps who say, oh, well, if, if he wants me to call her a she, then that, of course that's what I have to do. Right. No, I, I don't. Saw ben You're Shapiro said in. something like that. Really? He's, yeah. He said, if I'm at dinner in polite company and there's a, a tra someone who wants, who's clearly a guy who wants me to call him sh her and whatever, I'll call, I'll use the pronouns she Oh, wants. that's terrible. Fox News, they all will call some guy's partner. His wife. And they and, all do it. And they have gender dysphoria. You're helping them to, to imagine that this mental issue that they have yes. is real. Like Jordan Peterson, he's pretty cool, but he, he is an unbeliever. Yes. In, he says he the, lives by Christian ideals. Well, sure. That's smart. Right. All atheists rob their morality from the Judeo-Christian worldview. Yes. And the biblical worldview. Whatever morality they have, that's where they get it from. And after a couple generations... They use it up. It's like spending the moral capital. And so their kids and their grandkids, they just tear one another apart like animals. So the first generation, they sort of steal a lot of stuff from Christianity, and then it gets worse and worse and worse.
So, Brian, that's a great point because Jordan Hall is saying, like you're saying, maybe I should have said something to the guy. Sure, quite often that's a good thing to do. But Jordan Hall is telling everybody, I am not going to comply with this perversion, this immorality. And we all need to follow this because I feel like it's become the norm to try to be quiet and just complacent, compliant. Do what they're asking to not make waves, mm. to not risk, you know, the financial yeah. impact, the stress, the discomfort. Mm-hmm. On our website, we have our superfluous list of Christian leaders going gay, meaning supporting homosexuality. And it includes most denominations and their big leaders and all the Christian colleges and all. We document the whole list. And this is all the fruition of Focus on the Family decades ago now, legitimizing homosexuality, saying homosexuality should be legally valid. It should be legal, just like they said with pornography, that pornography should be legal. I mean, these are horrific anti-Christian, anti-Christ opinions from our Christian leaders. And a major reason I'm sure they did that is to have mass appeal and also to be able to make more money. Yeah, that's a big part of it, tragically. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Puerto Rico with your family and friends. God bless you. Come down, come snorkeling. Hey, Spotify, thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, kgov.com. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the program. If you've enjoyed this episode, go ahead and tell a friend about us or share the link. We'd really appreciate it. This is Bob Enyart for kgov.com. May God bless you.